Look, we have a lot of fun here at Remember the Game Industries. You've all heard my obnoxious, high-pitched laugh on the show. I love it. Video games are fun. The Simpsons are funny. It's good times. You know what isn't fun? Shopping for razors. And I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. It genuinely sucks. That's why you shouldn't shop for razors. You should just get them delivered by Harry's. Pick up a $3 trial set at harrys.com RTG and see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to stop beating the Harry's drum because it's a drum worth beating. The best razors on the market at better prices than the crap at the store and they're delivered to you. It's like a shaving cheat code. You've heard me say it. I have been a Harry's customer since I was driving a forklift at a company I'm not allowed to name but you all know who it is and sure my beard gets some praise now but i was a stubble guy for a long time and i still use harry's blades to keep the edges of my beard crisp so it looks like i have a jawline and if you've ever tried to shave along the edges of a beard you know that you can go through blades fast because there's a lot of weeds to whack in there but harry's blades just keep coming back for more i'm not just saying it there's so much better than the junky stuff you get at the store that means a faster cleaner shaving and two you buy less blades because they last longer the best razors for less money brought right to your door i don't know how else to say this harry's is on top for a reason the best reviews in the business customizable delivery schedules so you get them when you need them i can't see a reason not to use Harry's. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Remember the Game is brought to you by my website, abcomedy.net. You can find old episodes of both of my podcasts along with my blog and information on all of my upcoming comedy shows. And if you're looking for a comedian for your next event, you can contact me through my website as well. Again, abcomedy.net. And if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to it and please leave us a good review. I'd really appreciate it. There'll be a new episode for you every single Wednesday. Thank you so much for supporting me and I hope you enjoy the show. Before there was Fortnite, before there was Call of Duty, before any of those things, you guys, there was GoldenEye 007 for the Nintendo 64. What is up? Welcome back to Remember the Game, episode 11, talking GoldenEye with my buddy Kevin. Uh, <laughs> dude, who heard that song off the top and didn't flash back to like fights with their family or their brothers or their sisters or friends, the split screen combat multiplayer fighting uh, odd job there's always that one dickhead in the family that used odd job oh man i'll tell you i'm not a big shooter guy but goldeneye who didn't play this game growing up this is the best uh thank you guys so much for coming back and checking out another episode this is a trip down memory lane i i feel like i i will get more into it in the podcast i love the nes i love the snes i like the sega <laughs> excuse me i uh but i feel like a lot of those games have held up and you can play today nintendo 64 i don't feel like it's held up as well but for some i don't know if it's because i was coming into like you know i was a teenager at the time the nostalgic feelings i get from the music this is the third nintendo 64 game we've done on this podcast and much like with mario party and with ocarina of time just the soundtracks just fill me with that sense of like nostalgia and going back to being a kid and having no care in the world other than what video game I was going to play. 
uh, or who the fuck was going to use odd job this week. Uh, you guys, uh, enjoy this week's episode. I'm, I cannot imagine anyone listening to this didn't grow up playing Goldeneye. So please sit back, relax, enjoy this week's episode, and, uh, and reminisce with us as we talk about the ups and downs, the pros and cons, the good and bad that was Goldeneye on the Nintendo 64. Here we go. Yeah, like it's. I did one of these about uh, Ocarina of Time a few weeks ago. Mm, that yeah, and that would have been great. I played the shit out of that game. See, I just like, I, but everyone did. You, you can't did. do uh, thirty-two episodes on Ocarina of Time. You probably <laughs> no. could. But. Wow. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I think the Nintendo sixty-four as a whole hasn't. Maybe it's just. Maybe this is just my perspective. It hasn't stood the test of time for me like other systems are. Like I have fond memories of the NES, the SNES. I love the GameCube, but yeah. the Nintendo sixty four. I'm like, really? You put the GameCube over the sixty four? Absolutely. Wow. I love the GameCube, and like, and I'm like, how old? You're my age. How old? Are you? Yeah, I'm like twenty nine. Yeah. Okay. So did you get a Super Nintendo growing up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, my my dad still has it. It's his retirement fund. Beautiful. <laughs> um, like I still love the Super Nintendo. Yeah. But then the Nintendo sixty four people like I know a lot of people have been calling for an N sixty four classic like they do with the NES and Super Nintendo. And a part yeah. of me would love it because it'd be fun to play. Like I love Mario Kart sixty four. Some of those games. But I'm like, like the game that you, like Goldeneye. No. I'm like everyone's wants Goldeneye. I'm like, dude, I get that everyone loved that game. Yeah. 20 years ago. I don't know how well GoldenEye stood the test of time. I bet you if you fired it up right now, it would feel pretty rough. Depends what you fire it up on. Um, I would love to play GoldenEye with the new button map because GoldenEye originally got played with a single analog stick on the oh. weird three-prong yeah. N64 controller. Yeah, and, and you had the C buttons. Yeah, and it, it made sense at the time. But if you play like a modern shooter now with the twin analogs and yeah. the triggers and everything like that, and then go back to Goldeneye, which is what I did semi recently. Oh yeah, because uh, my brother loves that game, mm-hmm. and he absolutely tools me at it. Just like, <laughs> like we'll just do endless rounds of verses, and it's, I'll just die every round. Sure, but <clears throat> excuse me, um, we know that game so well. Like no matter where you spawn. We we look at each other's screen no matter you, what. You have to, yeah, yeah. So we do that. Like it, as soon as you spawn, my brother knows exactly where you are in the map, and oh. he's sprinting towards you. It's yeah. like a race to get a gun so that you can at least shoot him a couple right, times right. before he kills you. Right. And then it'll take probably about five deaths for me to kill him once. It. <laughs> it's nuts. That, unless unless we go crazy and do like uh, I love the multiplayer options in Goldeneye. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, so you could do like one hit kills. Yeah, and license you could, to kill. And then slappers only. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the funnest way to play with my brother because they even the playing field and yeah. you would just run at each other and time it so that you hopefully slapped each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, that chop you used to do. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the I, uh, because that's straight out of the, like the Bond series. That's the, the comical. Karate yeah. chop to the 45 neck. 45 degree. And that knocks people out, which would do nothing in real life. Yeah. But then you've got these characters and they, it, all of the cheats in GoldenEye were awesome. Like I love paintball mode, yeah. turbo mode. There was big head mode. DK mode, which stood for Donkey Kong. So it gave everyone big heads yeah, and long yeah. arms. It looks so good, dude. It, oh. that's, 
that was our favorite way to play was license to kill, which was one yeah. shot and pistols. Yeah. So this is why this is why people want Golden Knight back. I think they would want it revamped. They would they would want the new button layout. They sure. would want crisper graphics. They would they'd have to do a graphic redo. Sure. Golden Knight looks like ass now. It totally does. <laughs> but like I think see that's like and that's one of my biggest it's not my biggest criticism with the Nintendo 64 because I'm not a huge graphics guy. If a game is fun, I don't particularly care what it looks like. But Yeah, to a certain extent. I think that those Nintendo 64 games, I don't think a lot of them have stood the test of time at all. Same as the first PlayStation. Those yeah. games of like, those games, like that era, like that transition into polygons and stuff, Yeah, it didn't end well. Like you said, those the, the, the controller... Uh, I dude, I was trying to explain the Nintendo sixty four controller to my nephew, and he tried it one time playing Mario Party. He said it as like his uncle's house. He's like, "What the? F-? He's like, this is weird." It's nuts. And I'm like, "It is fucking weird." Yeah. And if they, we all thought it was it per it was perfect. It worked. It, it was, was the next step. None of us had ever had anything like that before. It was perfect. And like I remember, like um, when when we got a Nintendo sixty four for Christmas that year, we got Mario and Mario, or we got Mario sixty four and Mario Kart sixty four, and that controller was revel. I was like, "Dude, you can make them crawl. Yeah. Like if you just push it, you could crawl." And and Goldeneye, I don't know for yourself, but like outside of maybe a little bit of Doom, Goldeneye was my first first person shooter, like real first person shooter. I I played more Doom before I got into Goldeneye, but yeah, I would say it was one of the first. Yeah, for sure. and like the idea of sitting on the couch with three of your friends all shooting each other. Yeah, that was was so much fun. Yeah, that was revolutionary. Um, and then there's like there's certain things that Goldeneye did that were just um they're terrible looking back, but uh, I love them and they they hold a special place in my heart. I think there's about four or five different dying animations so like all the enemies only have a certain select way to die right (laughs) (laughs) so if you if you kill a mob of dudes like and like it's six dudes they could all die the exact same yeah they all like the exact same like motion yeah like Uh. i think one of my favorite ones is if you shot someone like not in the head but like in the neck and they would like they would hold their neck on the way down they twitch the entire time yeah like if you did that to a mob it it was ridiculously funny and like so like goldeneye um i think it it followed the story very well. It was a little bit more than the movie because it, it still used the books and stuff like that. Right. So, um, but there was, I think it was very well done. It was very sort of, uh, it was a good native translation. I don't fucking know. Uh, they kept the story well. That was one of the cool things about GoldenEye was like, everyone remembers multiplayer. Yeah. Everyone remembers playing multiplayer with their friends. And But its campaign mode was like... Huge. It was massive. Like and like all 30 the... 30 levels. Yeah. And like all the different challenges and how every... If you played it on a higher difficulty, no. you had more things to accomplish. More missions, yeah. Different... Uh, different agent levels. So you can yeah. do agent, special agent, then double O. Yeah. And then uh, you could do it with cheats on. Uh, if you did, I think it was like you had to do certain levels on certain difficulties under certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. That would get you the cheat. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember there was... Um... And some of them were nuts. Dude, was it? Like, and it's been a long time. So that, yeah. The second level, the facility... Yeah, facility is a big one. Where yeah. it was so hard. I remember trying it over and over and over. Dude, if you, if, if my brother ever comes over, it's a treat to watch him play that game because I don't know how he does it, but he has not lost any amount of skill on that. He, um, like, he got all the cheats. 
wow. by himself. Wow. Uh, and this was like this was like Game Shark era mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you could still like there were resources to find out and stuff like the that. The internet was in its early days. Yeah. Being able to look up players' guides. You and could, stuff. but it was like he did it. He That's did sick. all of them. And it was just like people would have my brother over to their house so that he could play Goldeneye to get all the cheats for them. Right, yeah. And it was just like He's really good at that game, and like he plays it with the, the traditional controller. It's the like, if he comes over for Christmas, it's what he wants to do. He's like, Dad, let's get the old N sixty four dug out, and he's like, he's playing Goldeneye before he's even unpacked. His <laughs> like, I'm serious, man. He loves that thing. I love it, and and like he's he's painfully good at it. It used to be frustrating as a kid. Now that we're adults, I'm like, I'm cool. With you losing. respect it, yeah, 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 and like, yeah. There's a huge amount of. It's a weird word to use, but yeah, respect. Is he for, older than you or younger? He's only two years older. Okay. Because yeah. I, I ask, because like my little brother is younger than me by three years. And Goldeneye is the first game I ever remember him being better than me at. And oh, it's because yeah. he put time in. But yeah, like if he didn't get all the things in the single player mode, he got close. Yeah. Whereas like I sucked. Like I finished the campaign and then I would die all the time on the double, double agent mode. And then yeah. I ended up just playing multiplayer with my friends and yeah. and moving on. But he that was the first game I remember him like like handedly being better than me at yeah um it was such a like i really think people look at it maybe not even with rose colored glasses because for the time it was epic but i'm telling you right now like for the people that want it back and want it on that classic like if they don't if they didn't clean it like i don't even know if they could get it because of the licensing and stuff they probably couldn't get it yeah um because it, it was a rare game right and yeah. that's a company that died in like a very bad way and like all their stuff is like owned for like perpetual licenses and yeah stuff like that. so it's like I th- like i th- i think they're developing for microsoft now yeah I but like it's like so i don't even know the amount of because like that's the th- and like this isn't just goldeneye this is just the nintendo 64 as a whole dude like if you look back yeah. on it like games are either in licensing hell like goldeneye like perfect dark like the turok games perfect dark is ban- they- banjo kazooie's xbox now perfect dark is exactly what people are asking for if they want a golden eye remake play perfect dark yeah. because there's a 360 version of it dude you know what and i really enjoyed it and i never played it on the nintendo 64 but i really enjoyed it on the on the xbox 360 i would say it's a perfect port it was fun and like and it's and it is like you're right like it's not just because it, it was golden eye just done better like they cleaned it up they they it was tighter they added options. so much stuff the multiplayer in perfect dark was like i think it's unmatched uh, just because you could add, uh, you could add computer players. Yeah, you could add up to like eight. And yeah, they, that's right. Yeah, and they had different personalities. So yeah. they would all they were all called stuff like Meat Sim or Turtle Sim or like Venge Sim and like so like Meat Sim was uh, just meat. He was cannon fodder. Anyone could kill him. If you got killed by Meat Sim, you had to like take a shot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how bad it was. And then like Venge Sim, if you killed him, he would not stop until he killed the character that killed him. Right. It wouldn't matter. And then like Turtle Sim was always like would leave a battle like would leave a firefight to go get a shield. Like oh, that, would, yeah. that was his thing. So yeah. like if you damaged his shield and then he like ran, he would run away from you to go get a shield and then you'd have to chase him down right, right. to actually get the kill. It's, they added so many layers. I think Perfect Dark is an all around improvement on Goldeneye. Sure. I love Goldeneye though. It's a great game and there's a lot of good memories there and I'll still play it, but only because my brother loves it so much. Right. I think, I think by the time perfect dark came out, cause I know what has happened for myself. A lot of people had started to leave for the PlayStation. Like, mm-hmm. That's what I had done. Whereas oh, when yeah. Goldeneye came out, that was all we had. Right. Yeah. Um, and like, and yeah, when you play multiplayer on Goldeneye, like, <clears throat> 
you could play with the options and change the game, but really outside of picking odd job, nah. everyone was the same. And if you if you're the fucking kid that picked odd job, yeah. you don't have any friends. No odd job was like that's a rule. That's a synonymous yeah, rule with that everyone everyone knows. Yeah. Whenever you start playing a Goldeneye multiplayer game, someone calls out no odd job. You have to play no odd job. Because it's it's dumb. He's so fuck. Odd job sucks. Because he's like three foot six. I know I he was know. so hard to hit. Like and like and like for kids that like oh I would you know what I would love to like someone should do a fucking YouTube series where you take some of these kids that are all about like Call of Duty and shit today uh, and sit them down and make them play Goldeneye. They yeah. would get dis- like. I mean, I'd probably get destroyed by them anyways, but like yeah. it's, it was like at the time it was like, this is incredible. And now it just. Shooters have evolved so far. Yeah. But I think part of the reason was that the only reason shooters got to be so popular was because of games like GoldenEye. Sure. Yeah. Like it, it like really outside of stuff like Doom and Wolfenstein. Yes. Um, and like that's Gold- a different kind of shooter. It totally is. That's an arcade shooter. GoldenEye is the first shooter I remember playing. And I remember struggling with those controls for so long, yeah. man. And then I remember when Halo came out mm-hmm. and trying to get used to the dual analog for a shooter. Yeah. And that took me forever because I'd finally gotten used to GoldenEye, right? And those yeah. shooters. But but once you figured out the new two analog version, that's the only way to play a shooter as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Unless you're one of those PC Master Race guys. Whatever. You do your thing. I'll, I'll stick you're- the console. If you're listening to this, you're not welcome here. <laughs> Please go. Master Race, suck my ass. PCs. Uh, yeah, Goldeneye just like, it's, because they did a remake, didn't they? For the Wii or something? The, yeah, but it's a different, uh, it was a different game. Oh, okay. That was, uh, it was, yeah, I think they, they did remake it. I think so, actually. I really, I remember, I remember, but they couldn't put, they couldn't put Pierce Brosnan in it or some shit. They couldn't put his likeness in it. Oh, okay. So it's like Daniel Craig. Oh, nice. And it was, it, I don't know. It was weird. I heard about it, but then I, I don't think I ever played it. Yeah. I just, I really don't know how well that game, I think everyone that grew up playing it, it looks at it like fondly. Because, dude, we had some great, like, I mean, no. you and I are the same age. Anyone in our age grab had some incredible time sitting out playing multiplayer GoldenEye. Yeah. And it, it was so good. And it was, yeah, it was the it was the time of couch co-op. Sure. Uh, there would be family gatherings for, like, whatever dinners, so like Thanksgiving or Christmas or some, some person's birthday. And the adults would go, you know, gather in houses. They would bring their kids. The kids would go downstairs, play GoldenEye, and the parents would stay upstairs and drink. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And just like that until was, until the kids started fighting and then you yeah. had to come down and break it up yeah, yeah exactly and it's like <laughs> that that experience is just like it's way too universal like almost every single one of my friend groups at school growing up in like you know elementary junior high less so in high school because that's when stop when video games stopped being like it wasn't as cool to yeah. be like yeah say that you play video games uh at at high school because we we're all trying to get laid yeah <sighs> unsuccessfully <laughs> Yeah, no, like yeah. no one, no one had sex in high school. Yeah, no, very few people did, and it's like it wasn't even all that great. It, once you had sex, it was like <laughs> sex is dumb. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time, every day. I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad, the ugly. 
I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash remember the game. Um, the, the I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's fucking. I loved it, but I just you know again. I don't keep beating the dead horse, but to go back to the concept of a Nintendo sixty four classic, like to me, oh, yeah. the NES I, and the SNES, those games have stood the test of time. At least some of them. And you know what? There's a good enough library on those systems where I could be like, yeah, let's pick thirty games. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that with N sixty four. I could b- pick probably over a dozen. Sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. If you yeah, if you ask me right now, assuming that licensing wasn't an issue, because yeah. licensing is a huge issue. Yeah, yeah. But let's just say it wasn't. Then I mean, you have Mario sixty four, the two Zelda games, Mario Kart, the Mario Party games, uh, probably GoldenEye or Perfect Dark or both. Yeah. Um, I like my, my fondest memories of the Nintendo sixty four, the wrestling games, because oh, I'm a huge okay. wrestling fan and stuff yeah. like No Mercy was like unreal. But you see, the problem like even right now, listing them off, with the exception of Mario and the two Zelda games all multiplayer like or at least that's their big draw and it's like are you gonna package four of those giant fucking controllers in with a nintendo 64 classic what are you gonna do with those things you know and then like i just it but at the same time it's like the concept like i was playing switch with my nephew over the last week and we were playing the same game we're playing Fortnite, but we're playing on our own switches but playing together in the same room on the same couch yeah and it's been so long since i just sat on a couch with someone and played like multiplayer like yeah. that. And it was so much fun. And I was like, to me, that's what the Nintendo 64 was about. Yeah. It was about, like, it was like the Mario parties, the shooting games, the wrestling games, Mario tennis, Mario golf. Like, all yeah, of was. those games were it, so much fun. It was a party system. It, but like, yeah. But it was very much like, once you start listing them off, all of those games scratch the same itch. Yeah. So putting them all in one place on one console and like repackaging it and being like, this is worth hundreds of dollars. It's like, it's not. No, it's really not. <laughs> it's really not. It like, I would love to see them. Cause I mean the, the Nintendo 64 kind of crawled onto the Wii and Wii U virtual console. Yes. <clears throat> like yeah. certain games. And I would love to see them do that with the, uh, with the switch now. That is the only thing that's missing from the switch for me is some sort of access to uh, previous games yeah. that I that I just I just want yeah. I just I want that avenue. It's part of the reason why I bought a Wii is that it has, um, you know, I get I get to play Skyward Sword 
and uh, Twilight Princess, but I also get to boot up uh, Link to the Past yeah. without without digging out my yeah. Sna- Super yeah. Nintendo, which is at my parents' house. Right, and that and like and that's one of the things that's kind of sad. And I think this that uh, the Nintendo sixty four is where this started, and it's going to get worse and worse. Is I think a lot of those games are going to die and be forgotten forever. And like GoldenEye is one of them. Like it's between the between the fucking the controls that people are going to hate now. And yeah. the fact that the licensing and everything, Goldeneye, when you really think about it, dude, like Goldeneye is one of the first games that is, that is, I would consider it like borderline iconic because everyone in that era played it. Mm-hmm. That is not available anywhere now and you yeah. can't get it and you're probably never going to be able to get it unless you buy a Nintendo 64, buy the cart and find a couple controllers at work. Yeah. And then even if you did that, even for like, like you said yourself, like you still play it sometimes with your bro. Yeah. You can't like those controls. I hate them. Right. And that's what I mean. So like you would put like, let's say you sunk 150 bucks into going out and buying a Nintendo 64, a copy of GoldenEye and three or four controllers. And then you got some of your friends, like your old buddies or the young kids that never played it. Anybody. You're like, come over to my house. Let's play GoldenEye. I I really think that you would fire it up and be like, this kind of sucks. Yeah. We'd play it for 30 minutes and we get tired. Yeah. And like, and it's kind of sad that like that piece of gaming history is going to die, but they are, you know, the super Nintendo, the NES games are classics that will be around forever. Uh, and, and even the GameCube, I think like by them, that was the second generation of kind of 3d gaming and they kind of had it figured out, but that original PlayStation in particular, the Nintendo 64, like those games are going to disappear forever i think they have a higher rate of that i don't i don't know about that there's still going to be diehard people like my brother um, sure because he's going to he's going to inherit that n64 and that copy of goldeneye from my dad like he is right or he's going to steal it from him like eventually (laughs) like the only reason he actually probably the only reason my brother hasn't done that yet is because he lives in he lives in california right that's probably the only reason he does if he lived in canada he would be uh, over at my parents' place, and he would probably be buying it off my dad or something. Right, like that. right. He'd figure out some way to be it because he's the only, he's the only one that wants it. Yeah, yeah, and that's just, like I get nostalgic for it, like that and those wrestling games that I love and some of those yeah. games. But then I'm like, if I went out and bought them, I think I would hate them. Like even yeah. like even even Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, they got ports and cleaned up for the 3ds. Oh, and yeah. everyone like, says they're by far the definitive versions of those games. I would I would definitely say I would replay those ones in a heartbeat, but I have the remastered GameCube versions. Right. So you're never gonna play the Nintendo 64 one again. No. It's sad that like a game that was so like not even not even just going out, like a system that was so important to people our yeah. age. But is, also it's that controller. That, that controller. <laughs> dude, that controller was so and it's funny because like you said, dude, when that controller first came out, we were like, This is awesome. Yeah. And now it's like, what in the fuck is this thing? Oh, like, it's a knife in the chest. It's it's a drawback. From a, a company, drawback. yeah, from a company that basically like figured out the home console controller with the NES and then perfected it yeah. with the Super Nintendo, like was adding the shoulder buttons and the curved edges and stuff. And then yeah. the Nintendo sixty four, it was like, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah, well, yeah, like controllers now pretty much stem from the Super Nintendo base model. Yeah. Like shoulder yeah. buttons, I feel face like... buttons, and directional pad. That's an element in the Xbox One and PlayStation. Like that's essentially what PlayStation came out with yeah. when they did their PS1. They were like, hey, look at this design that's already been done. They that... added stuff to it, but like that's their building block. That was what I was going to say. I feel like the original PlayStation DualShock was a evolution of the Super Nintendo controller. Yeah. And then everyone ran with that. And then that was like the, the gold standard 
and you know what they're right yeah like there's been like i've seen crazy controllers out sure. there and it's like th- there's no reason to do that unless you have some sort of like special need uh or like a particular skill um a lot of fighting game tournaments big game tournaments will have like their own like joystick and yeah. like button press thing yeah. like those are specific needs or, but ju- i'm just talking general gaming console you want a controller for it that sort of button and that layout works for 99 genres yeah. that like, in- the, the nintendo 64 controller like in looking back on gaming history is like is such an albatross mm-hmm. with the exception of having an analog stick which was new and crazy yeah that was but, the but that like, was the thing but even that thing like they like they couldn't find a way to put it on the left side with the d-pad they had to build a third handle and stick it in the middle yeah. and it was like what the fuck and <clears throat> and if you have an old n64 controller those analog sticks are not that durable. Yeah. yeah, they say like I mean I used to collect, but even when I collected, I don't I never had a Nintendo sixty four. Um, and they say yeah, if you can find one with a good analog stick, like it's worth its weight in gold yeah. now, or like, you have to order replacement analog sticks. Yeah, like we have four at my at my <clears throat> at my parents' place, and there's like you want to be the first pick, you want to get the certain <laughs> color, you like want, yeah, you don't want to get the original the original one because that one has been played so much, like the analog stick, like it just like flops yeah. to the side. Yeah, it's very very sad. Um, but you want to get one of like the newer ones, like the the Mad Cats ones that like they have a little bit stiffer, yeah. of the of the analog stick. But it was like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You guys still have it. I would love to just it's in like, a box somewhere. It's covered in dust. But still, though, like I mean, you know how bad I wish that I could like even prepping for this. Like I've been playing, replaying some old games, mm, getting yeah. ready for this podcast. Uh, and and like Gold and I, I'm like, unless I want to go out and order an N64 USB controller, download a or a ROM and try it on there, just to find out that it kind of sucks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, a, I feel the same way with this episode as I did with Ocarina, where I'm like, I kind of struggle with it because I'm like, I, I have fond memories of it from being a kid. Yeah. But as the gamer that I am, 20 years later, I'm like, that's not the best. Like it was great for the time. Yeah. But I'm like, that game has not stood the test of time at all. Oh yeah, like, it would be so broken to play. And I would love to. I would really. I think it would be fun to get together with three of your friends that hadn't played in twenty years and just get a case of beer and just be like, "We're fucking split screening it up. No odd job. You have to call it right away. No odd job. Yeah. Let's play some Goldeneye." But I think after an hour or so, you would just be like, "Fuck this!" Like, yeah, you you you'd get your fill very quickly. Yeah. Whereas, um, there are some games that I can. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but there are some games I can sit down and play it for like six to eight hours. I'm taking breaks in between, obviously, but it's just like there's enough substance and uh, fun there that it's like, yeah, you can do a marathon. Right. Um, There's one uh, video game marathon thing for charity. Yeah. I don't know if you... What is it called? Extra life? Uh, or yeah, something? I think so. Yeah. yeah, where you play for like twenty four hours or something. Yeah, and you don't have to. Um, it's the marathon is like you can cut it up. You can do it in two days. You can do it over a weekend. Uh, my group of friends, we like to do the full twenty four hour thing. It's just a big house. Like we do it anyway. Right. We do big house parties and play video games anyway. We just make video games the focus, and then uh, we'll usually get like a DM. So someone will come over and like DM like a D and D. Uh, encounter so there's a group of people playing that for like six or seven hours right and then there's people playing video games and there's people playing board games and stuff like that so it's just like a big house and everyone's gaming sure um and like retro games come out for like a little bit but we only play them for like 
the first couple hours. Sure. And and then we get and then we get into something a little bit more engrossing. The the rep- unless you're trying to speed run something, yeah, you need to kind of like keep changing it up. A, a lot of those old games, like the repetition now sets in really fast. That didn't seem as apparent as a kid. Like playing Mario Kart with my nephew, Super Mario Kart. Yeah, I love it. But I'm like, this gets old really fast. And Goldeneye's do because I'm sure you were the same way. We used to do like fuck we stay up all night yeah we play for those for hours yeah and i don't think you could anymore because there's not enough there's not enough there you know i mean we're used to more now it's just if you're hearing this you're probably a gamer and for our kind nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files have you ever experienced the loss of a save file it's soul crushing dozens maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that but at the end of the day it's a video game it matters but Kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Um, it's sad. I It's sad to look back because like I... I Someday, I don't know who I'm going to do it with, but I am going to do an episode of this show about Mario 64, and I'm going to shit all over that game because that's my like secret. Like, I don't like Mario 64. I didn't like wow. it when it came out. I don't like it now. Well, it's my least favorite Mario game ever. Not going to be me on that. Podcast, <laughs> yeah. I don't, and I, and I feel that way about a lot of Nintendo 64. Like the only 64 games that I'm like I would be legitimately excited to play again would be Mario Kart 64 and the wrestling games. Oh, okay. that system just hasn't stood the test of time the way other ones have it also had weird obscure stuff on it um oh no wait that was on the gamecube see and was that on the gamecube what? i can't remember killer seven uh i, I want to say that was gamecube i think it was gamecube and it's golden eye like it totally was when you sent me the list of games that you were like, like you were like, interested in coming on the show about, I saw Goldeneye and I was like, yeah, I would love to talk about Goldeneye. Yeah. And I wasn't even sure if we could talk for more than 10 minutes about it because I don't, <laughs> I'm only kind of foggy about my memories, you know? And now we've talked almost half an hour. I know we got off topic a couple of times, but we kept coming back to it. Um, it'll always have a special place in my heart because it was a fun game. It was the first four-player multiplayer game, the exception of maybe Mario Kart, that I remember like loving. And yeah. like I couldn't wait to go to my friend's house after school to play Goldeneye. 
Um, and it was violent, but it wasn't violent because it was so stupid looking. Yeah. You know, there was blood and stuff, yeah. but it was cheesy blood. Also, if you were familiar with like the the original material, like if you had watched the movie, it's campy. It's a spy movie. It's it's in the realm of James Bond. It's right. it's got an element of ridiculousness <laughs> that takes away from like the graphic goriness sure. of sure. it. Um but yeah, no, it'll always be fun and I'll I'll have I'll have memories of it like uh uh what's that one level with like Boris and like Natasha. It's like near the end. It's kind of like the climax sort of of the of <sighs> the of the plot line and uh Natasha's trying to hack the golden eye yeah. uh, satellite oh, and yeah. Bor- Boris is running on being like I'm invincible. Yeah. That's such a fun yeah. level. It's a difficult level. Like that was probably one of like I was terrible at it. Me too. Uh, I think I had to get my brother to play that uh level when I got to it so that I could actually beat it and get past it. But yeah, no, it's just it was fun. Uh Cradle was a fun level. Uh I remember hating the forest level. You're in the woods or in the forest or jungle or something. I oh. fucking hated that level. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I would always get lost and I couldn't figure out how I was supposed to go. And I, I remember the most haunting level for me, one that would like bring out like really weird, dark feelings, was always the one where uh you're in uh you're in this like graveyard and like it's you're full of all the it's not like a graveyard, but it's like it's full of all these like old Soviet Union statues and you're supposed to find uh uh 006 and it's like you're just you're just walking through these old these like old symbols of of like a like a torn down empire sure. and it's, it's so weird because like yeah it was it was russia and everything yeah like yeah that. they did a good job of capturing atmosphere back then with what they had to work with too yeah and, and i just remembered this one of the things i thought was cool train, was wh- train was a good level yeah it was <laughs> when yeah when you would play on higher difficulties you unlocked extra like you had to do extra things it was like it was almost changed the game like it was like yeah. instead of just get here hit the alarm get out it yeah. was like get here find these codes hack this computer it was like unlocking like different parts of levels that i never even knew about because yeah. i didn't play it on the easier on the harder difficulties yeah though that sort of like replayability within within the game itself, that was a really sort of like new dynamic thing yeah. that they were putting in there. And that was great. Yeah. I think I think the hat should be tipped to Rare for, they really put some love into the single. It wasn't just the, it almost feels like maybe when they initially released it, the multiplayer was kind of added on to the single player. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. multiplayer is what everyone remembers. Yeah. But that campaign mode was really good. Like there was yeah. a lot of meat there. No. It wasn't I, a five minute game. At, at the time, you're you're right. Like we we keep coming back to this point. At the time, Goldeneye was like groundbreaking. Absolutely, it was. Yeah. There's a reason that everyone that had a Nintendo 64 had Goldeneye. Yeah. Everyone had Goldeneye. Everyone had Ocarina of Time. Those were the two that everyone fucking had. Yeah. Um. And then like I mean probably Mario 64 and stuff. But those were like the big two games. Like if you were to ask everyone what's a game you owned as a kid on your 64. I think Ocarina was probably bigger than. It was pro- than yeah, Mario. Ocarina is number one, but Goldeneye is top two or three anyway. Everyone yeah. owned that game. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then after shitting on it for 25, 30 minutes, like I don't know what would you like. It's hard to fucking prorate a game, but what would you give that game out of ten? At, at the time, I'd probably score it uh like an eight or a nine. Like when it like when it came out, sure. and like everything like that. Now it'd probably be seven, maybe a seven point five. I think it's still valid if there is a way to get that game, get the experience of that game, like what it gave me. Right. 
from another source, I would say that that is vital. Right. That's why uh, I would say the the Perfect Dark remake on the Xbox 360. I would say that's where you get that from. Yeah, that game is dope. Play so, that. I, yeah, like if you can't if you can't get access to Goldeneye and you don't want to experience the hell that is the N64 controller, <laughs> like don't avoid it like the plague. Yeah. Uh, but you still want that experience. You still want that feeling. What Goldeneye gave everyone. Because that's more important than the game. Agreed. I, th- I think. I agree with that. Uh, that's available. It's one of those. That feeling is available. You yeah. just got to look elsewhere for it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I guess like back then I would have given it like a nine. Yeah, it was, um, it was huge. Going into this, dude, I honestly would have given it like a five until you and I started talking. And now I'm so impressed with the meat that was in the single campaign and everything like that. Like, I, yeah, I'll it's give it a, I'll give it a seven. Like, yeah. it's, I don't, like, I, I'm, I'm probably never going to play it again. I think I'm yeah. okay with never playing it again. No. I'd rather just leave it in the past with the... It's like, I feel Goldeneye is like an old... It's like the old Ninja Turtles cartoon or one of those things that mm. I loved as a kid, but I'm like, now I'm like, this isn't that... Yeah, if you go back, it's just I'll, gonna I'll ruin just, it. Yeah, I'll just fucking... Uh, Goldeneye is like the girlfriend I had in grade five where I'm just like, you know what? You were probably good, <laughs> but like, I'm just gonna keep the memories there. I don't ever want to see you again. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I, that's a good... That's I'm good. gonna play it again. I know it's in my future. <laughs> You're gonna... Yeah, yeah. Well... Him, him, uh, fuck. No, I'm never going to play it again. Unless they release a Nintendo 64 Classic and somehow get it on. But I'm telling all you people right now, if you want a Nintendo 64 Classic, stop wishing for it because you're going to get what you wished for and you're going to be angry that you got it. It's not going to be the same thing as the it, SNES Classic. Not at all. It's going to suck. Let's just skip right to a GameCube Classic. There's a lot of really good gems yeah. on GameCube. Dude, oh, I want a GameCube Classic so bad. Or GameCube on Virtual Console on Switch because they never did that for the Wii. Have they not done that yet? No. So give us GameCube games on the Switch, and I'd be so fucking happy. They finally did Game Boy Advance games on the Wii U, which I loved, because I love the Game Boy Advance. It has some great games. Yeah. It had the Mega Man Battle Network games, which was like Mega Man plus uh, JRPG elements. It was like, I felt almost the same way that I played Super Mario RPG when I played Battle Network. I'll have to try that. I haven't played those yet. I love Mega Man. I love Mega Man. I would say they're cool. Oh, yeah, and Mega Man 64 sucks. Just a tiny <laughs> back to the Nintendo... And fucking Nintendo 64 can go fuck itself. Um, okay, thanks, buddy. Thanks for doing this. And that's going to do it for another episode of Remember the Game. You guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that was fun for you as it was for me. The, ah, the nostalgia, dude, that comes with those old games. Uh, if you were the kid that used odd job in your family as a child, I hope that you've gotten the help you needed and you've turned your life around and you're not hurting people anymore. And, uh, that's, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. What a, what a, oh man, just the feels, the feels, the nostalgia. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you liked this podcast, please leave me a review, please share it, tell a friend. Let's keep the remembering, uh, uh, army grow. That sounds growing. That sounds dumb. Uh, I don't have a better way to close this out. Um, Thanks for listening, you guys. I'll be back next week, okay? Thank you so much. Here we go.